Everybody feeling good? I am. I'm feeling great. If my calculations are correct, this is episode 54, everybody. 54. Hey, that equals nine. That's groovy. That's a good, that's a good number. Oh, right. We can talk about the, the nine hawks I saw in one day. Oh, oh, we're going to get oh, wow. to that. Uh, on, on this episode, our guest is P. Annie Kirk, finally known as Annie Redbird. Now, she is a sanctuary siren, a creative conduit, but I think we're going to let her explain all of that. And it's coming up. <laughs> Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the program, Annie Redbird. Do you go by mostly Annie Redbird or P. Annie Kirk? What's with the P? Or RB. Oh, A-R-B. Yeah. So let's start with the P, shall we? Uh, The P is Patricia. So I'm a Patricia Ann. I was named named after my dad, who was Patrick, right? And in that good Irish Catholic sort of thing, I was named Patricia, but I was never called Patricia. (laughs) That's funny. It is kind of funny. Always Annie? Always Annie. So here, okay, let's talk about what's in a name. So, so they named me Patricia Ann, but they called me Ann after good Saint Ann because I was number 45. There's that number nine. I was number 45 of 48 first cousins. And my grandmother, all like four foot eight of her said, my God, I need at least one of my granddaughters to be named and called after good Saint Ann. So uh, that was that. And then it go. evolved into Annie and little Annie, which, you know, yeah. has another <laughs> story. A whole lot there. What about Redbird? Little, yeah, what's Redbird about? What about Redbird? I love that. Right. So, Redbird. So, I'm in graduate school getting my master's in landscape ar- architecture. I'm actually in my first studio course. I am not coming in with a design background whatsoever. I am, I am an odd duck. And we're supposed to pre- present, you know, this, our first design. And I am doing an all night or sort of, I take a nap and I'm, I'm pretty fraught with anxiety that I do not fit in. And I take a sort of a pseudo nap and I have a, this dream and I'm 30 I'm, at the time. So kind of my pre-life mid-life crisis thing. And so I'm in there, I have a dream and it's a memory of presenting in kindergarten. And you know that that, that moment in kin, you know, kindergarten is like a really profound time for us developmentally. So I'm having this remembrance of presenting my coloring because, you know, you color in whatever. I had arrived late. I didn't color with the rest of the class. I did mine, went to recess, we come back, do show and tell. I hold mine up, right? And we're in a circle and the kids laugh at my drawing. They laugh at my coloring. And I cry. I started to cry. Mrs. Lappin, which translates to rabbit in French, tap, tap, taps me on the shoulder and whispers, it's okay, Annie, there are red birds too. The deal is that everybody else who had sat at that table together, they colored their birds blue. And so for me, that moment of being five 
And then 30 was like, we get to ourselves, our true selves, our me, sanctuary self, our own way. Like we have the wisdom to be a redbird. So for me, it is a medicine. It's medicine. It's a way for me to anchor right on back into my heart, deep into my heart. And to, to hopefully, so you know, engage yeah. people in doing the same. Like, like your heart knows. Your heart knows. So Sure. And I will say that I noticed your blue glasses and your red chair. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So can you explain to the layman what a sanctuary siren and creative conduit is? What exactly is your dharma, Annie Redbird, and what's what's your deepest passion? Oh, let's just start that no pressure. off with a bang. Yeah, no bang. You know, for me, <laughs> for me... Uh, a sanctuary siren, Let, you know, I, if, if I'm anything, I'm going to be very transparent. We do a lot in this sort of business world about labeling ourselves, right? And I think that that does, that helps a lot, but I also think that it really confines us. So for me to say I'm a sanctuary siren, it is the best way that I can say, I I'm here to help you open up your heart to the sanctuary of you and then to create space, tap into that really sort of that creative conduit, that channeling that comes so that we can create space in your life and around you that restores you, that brings you back to that heart, that helps you remember and connects you with like the healing magic and muse of nature, which is, which is sanctuary in expression, right? So for me to say sanctuary siren is I'm calling you, I'm helping, I'm helping the universe call you back to yourself. And I am a creative wonder, you know, no matter how much I try to, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, run away from that. It's, it's truly who I am. So to the Dharma question, I'm here to help you remember your heart, the sanctuary of that. That's so nice. it sounds to me, if I was, you know, kind of explaining it to, you know, someone listening, to me, it's almost like you're a, a coach of some sort helping people open up. But that's also surrounded by do you help them build a physical sanctuary in their life to help their inner self? Yes. Gardens and yes. flowers. Yeah. Oh, so nice. I have this I have this um, combo platter that I've that I've distilled down that, to really get to that. So if you were to ask me, where have I been? I've been to the land of social work, you know, so I understand that, that piece about the mind. I've been to the land of biomed, you know, I worked in biomed research and development. And then I have this beautiful degree in landscape architecture. So it's bringing those together and combining that to create space within and outside. When I lay my head down for the last time, I want everyone to have experienced a healing space in their everyday. So you call that a, a sacred space, indoor, outdoor, no matter. For me, it's about what's your frequency? Well, how can we raise that vibe? How can we connect you with your heart? And I use and I channel nature to do that. So yeah, you know, flowers and trees and such, there's a lot of magic that I use as a tool to help people heal. And coaching is a part of that. That sort of sanctuary within and, and how can we do that? How do we create empowering environments that are going to enliven you 
And, and what is it about flower and tree magic that's going to support that ongoingly? So is ongoingly a word? Can we take a time sure. out there? Time it out is there? now. Okay. You heard it here I mean, first. I, <laughs> I, I like that because I've always felt that plants and animals, just as a universal simple term, is a very important dynamic to the planet and to people and to just, you know, right? Like just the human life and everything involved around that. Seriously. Because I, we are I, so connected. I lo- when I hear stuff, right, exactly. That's right. So when I hear stuff like that I do go, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Right. What's so exciting about that is, is that that when we acknowledge that, we're opening up to to an absolute sort of peace and understanding that's available to us. That that we're all connected. That we're having this experience, and and it's true. That truism about everything is medicine, and. And for me, as I take people through a journey, it's opening those awarenesses up to that connection. And and that's delight. That is absolute delight and joy. You know, something that is desperately needed, you know, for us. Because we can touch and affect well-being through that. And it's so simple, like you said. It's so simple. So, yeah. Right. Even going out into nature and just grounding, like with their bare feet, touching the earth. and. Right. And really experiencing that we, we have such busy lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, you know, we are, you know, as society, we're so smart and sometimes we're like too smart, too smart. And that there's this intelligence that's just waiting for us. And that I believe each person has what I would describe from the design side, like um, um, a geometry, right? This sort of expresses in frequency for a lot of people or, you know, vibration, good vibes. But I really believe that we each have encoded in us geometry. And in that, and in that vein there, as we become more aware and, in, and use healing nature in a very sort of practical everyday way, those, those lines get stronger. And that there, that's our, what I like to refer to as our heart print right? That our heart print and nature's heart print, they're connecting. And, and it, it's so, you know, sort of a way outside of the sort of, I'm so smart. Um, there's this intelligence that when we're sort of, well, I guess rebellious, but also responsible, we, you know, we can tap that, we can get back into that. And that's when we feel good inflow, all those, all those phrases that you hear people say or talk about. Right. So it's such a simple thing like grounding. But but, you know, Julie, as you know, we go from understanding that to knowing that. And that's that knowing is truly sanctuary. Truly. Where do you think did you grow up on a farm like you're working from your family farm now? Right. Right. Growing those walnuts. No, yes. I mean, which are delicious. Just FYI. And they are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. If you like walnuts, you if you don't like walnuts, you should. And then you should purchase these. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So next, next crop is coming. They're starting to fall right now. Um, so let's see. No, I grew up in San Jose, California. Oh, I'm a valley girl. I am a valley girl. (laughs) Does that date me? I think that might date me a little bit. We, 
journey back here when I was 16. When I say here, I mean Oregon to the Willamette Valley and following my dad's dream to come back home. And thank God we did, you know, because San Jose was really changing fast. And what that did is that that brought me to this place, which is so incredibly verdant and alive, like talk about heartbeat and some of the best soil. So we can, you know, on the farm side, we can grow anything. And, and later, you know, later I met Steve, the mechanical wonder man. And we, after, you know, living in a small town for a while, we decided to move to the farm, which where it was his, is, was his grandparents' farm. And before that, you know, indigenous people lived here. So I describe this place as incredibly magnetic and magical uh, and just so beautiful. So beautiful. But I'm a San Jose, San Jose. <laughs> you're a Cali girl. Yeah, now you're a farm girl. And now you're <laughs> what, a farm girl. That? <laughs> but I did have a dream in my like twenties, um, a real like potent dream in my twenties about you know chopping wood and and um, putting up wood for the winter. Well, oh my god, damned that you know that that dream when when I arrived to the farm, I'm like, oh, I had a dream about that oak grove. I chopped wood in that oak grove in this dream. So um, that's pretty neat. I, I suppose it was meant to be. It was pretty much meant to be. Yeah. So that is very cool. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. So then do people work with you? Have they always, do they work with you virtually? Do they come to the farm? How do you Ooh. get inside of them? Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do design and uh, well, there's a couple of things. So on the design side, when we're creating sanctuary gardens and we're creating sacred space, um, I do that design consult with people virtually or in person. And so I, I, you know, traveled all over and, you know, thank goodness for all of this technology. Cause I could, that's how I can connect with people. My most favorite is to be on the land. And so that I can be channeling and talking to that landscape as well and hearing what it's saying about the relationship it would like to have with a person. And coaching, you know, goes similarly, you know, when we're, when I'm working one-on-one um, strictly in coaching and we're doing that internal garden, so to speak, we're doing that virtually. And I am planning next spring for an on-site here at the farm event. And so that'll be one of the first sort of, you know, small group gatherings since all of this, you know, bang. Stuff. <laughs> bang. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want to like oh. flick that. Yeah. So that's, that's super exciting. That is super exciting. So I, you know, I have the, I have that sort of diverse way of communicating uh, and sharing with people and helping, you know. So, yeah. And I love me, I love me some collaboration. There's been some really wonderful opportunities through sort of mutual people, you know, that, that we have in common, Julie, that, uh, to sort of share and collaborate because, you know, I can't really ever get away from being a social worker where there's like a treat treatment <laughs> team, you know, and you know, not one coach, not one person has all the answers, you know? So, um, those, those happen in kind of different ways as well. So. Yeah, there's many avenues to get inside of a person. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What are your like own uh, personal 
like rituals or routines that help you, I guess, stay, stay grounded or get closer to nature or? Mm. Well, that's delicious because it changes seasonally. And, uh, and I really, you know, that's a very strong part of um, how I work with people. My method is to be really sensitive and aware of the season outside and the season within where you are at in life. You know, for me, I'm in my early fifties and I'm just coming through sort of a re-identification after my mom died and I was her care ambassadress. I'm also a mama of a four plus year old. He wants that known that there's a plus after that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, I'm a, a, you know, businesswoman and a farmetter and all this. So being really aware of where we're at in a season of our lives and how that season that we're in supports that. So my self-care, self-love, self-compassion rituals, my sanctuary self rituals, they change with the season. So right now, it's really important to me that that I'm connecting with water first thing, right? I'll be very granular with you. So, you know, first thing I'm connecting with water. So I'm drinking just... I'm giving myself that sort of internal bath. It is strict in the house, quiet time. Like nobody is talking with me <laughs> in that first hour that I become sort of aware because there is a return to our bodies, you know, um, after that rest. And so I have a, a hypnosis, self-hypnosis practice that changes based on theme and what I'm moving through. Uh, or welcoming in. Uh, I have a meditation practice as well. And I have a physical movement because I, you know, it's so important that we understand how we learn and how we take in information and how we connect with ourselves. So I have to move. I have to move and get out in the morning. So I have this morning walk that I do. I call it, you know, morning walk, but I also call it a morning as in a release, as in a uh, allowing feelings to to be and then then sharing them and releasing them and and you know asking for guidance about them as I'm in that walk and that rhythm is so helpful for my active brain. Have you walked many labyrinths? Oh yes. Have I designed labyrinths? I would say. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. You know, and for me I uh have seen remarkable sort of outcomes with people in doing that practice. For me, it's not my shtick. For me, there's, there's a cadence that I need to get into that matches a, you know, sort of a heartbeat. So there's a cadence and a rhythm Mm, that becomes very calming for me. And in a labyrinth, you know, that's, it's, it's such a serene, quiet, slow paced experience has its time and its place. But in, you know, for me, there's so important that there's a, a rhythm that I resume and, and I, you know, you know, whether it's like liken it to the flap of the wing of a bird or what have you, but that's so critical for, for connection for me. And, and so that sacred start, that sanctuary start is, is medicine. Boy, how do you, I'm off if I don't have it. <laughs> What, what what advice would you give someone like we live in Los Angeles and we don't have outside Welcome space of our jungle. own? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> What's the greatest advice for someone in a huge city that really 
you know, I find myself, we just went to Portland, as you know, and, um, and oh my gosh, all the trees and all, it just yeah. felt so great. And then we came back to LA and, you know, there are certainly are trees out here, but not, it's, you know, it's a concrete jungle, so to speak. But yeah. how, like, what's your best advice for someone living in a huge city that doesn't have the beauty of a forest in their backyard? Yeah. My brain immediately goes to all the research about that. Oh, there's so much research about how do we bring nature back to the urban environment, right? And, you know, not to sound too cliche, but it starts with one. So I'm looking here on screen, here we are together, right? And, you know, there's that beautiful couch behind you. It's lovely. But where, you know, where, where you see this, you see this right here on the screen, you know, listeners can't see it, but, but, but right behind me is a whole bank of plants, right? I've got green behind me. The hashtag I use, you know, is plants have your back, right? Truly. So one of the the sort of simplest, shortest distance between two points, right? Again, drawing those lines, those connections is that you have green in your immediate environment. Research backs that up, you know, if you believe science, (laughs) you know, that, that green, right. you know, having that green. Now, the good news is in your recording booth, I'm, I'm noticing green, right? That color, <laughs> assuming that's green, right? That color is important, yeah. but it's not alive, right? It's not alive. So what I would be, you know, giving you a prescription for would be like, hey, you need green in your immediate environment so that when you're walking through and passing through from one room to the next, your eye peripheral vision, the part that we're not really always aware of is that you, your, Mm. your brain is capturing that because there's change, there's change in those brain patterns. So that's, that would be like the first sort of diagnostic thing that I would do. And then there's, we do have some plants, but we don't have that many. Yeah. So that, that would be something to consider. The other is, you know, um, what are you doing in your diet, right? How green is your diet? And, and thinking about how are you eating with this sort of plant plant magic, and I'm talking about fruits and vegetables, that, you know, how are you eating that's corresponding with those chakras? How, what's going on in the internal landscape? And I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about the nutrition side because that's not my lane, but on the vibration side, frequency side, like what are you bringing in and where do you know about where it comes from? Right. And so, and then five minutes, give yourself five minutes a day, five minutes a day where you are touching nature serious, seriously touching nature. And that, you know, you can say hug a tree, but I, but going back to grounding, but that, that you have made it a point to get outside and get a sip, what I like to call the sip of sanctuary. Like you need a sip, you need that bit to recalibrate and remind you, remind you of that connection. So those are three quick tips. I am a big fan of flower magic. So the other side of this is that you look at where you're at emotionally and and with your spiritual path, your growth, your just your energy level, and you decide what what flowers to have in a vase. Easiest, quickest, you know, yeah. least resistant path. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those. Look at those. Look at those. We could go. We could like create a list of fifty four. <laughs> 
We'll start with three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love so, Jason, it. you need to buy me more flowers, is what she's saying. Oh, yeah. my gracious yes. dear. Okay. <laughs> quickly, quickly. What's a what's a lyric? I, I, got, I got a lyric immediately about that. Because that's what's going on the whole time I'm talking to you guys. It's like a different like lyrics going through my brain. And I don't, I, I can dance really well. And my husband says I'm a really good dancer, which means I'm not going to sing the songs for you. Apparently, you know, <laughs> his opinion is, but some, bring me, bring me in a springtime. It's from the, um, Boy, you better settle down. Ain't no. Okay, that's not going to help your listener. <laughs> Anyways, but, you put the, but the other one is um, you put the flowers in the vase that you bought at the store today. You know, it's not like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Uh, Maybe not Young. Oh, I'll light the fire. Put the you. Fire. Oh yeah. There you go. You go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We sounded good. People we are going to love yeah. it. Still is Crosby. My gosh. I don't know, but I don't know if Young was involved in that one. You know, I don't think. Right. Yeah, it could have been a. Might have sat that one up. CSY. I mean, a CSN. There you are. There you are. Yeah. All right. I love that advice. Um, we are at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions and um, we get to know a little bit more about you in a different way. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Let me take a sip of water. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Please hydrate. Please hydrate for this. I was not. Take a sip, everyone. I did not inhale. <laughs> oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. You are so peaceful. Can you name one thing that made you angry in the past month? I'm also really honest, so I'm, I'm filtering quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, dude. Um, yeah, what made me, I had, yes, something that made me angry was, um, Someone going back on their word. Mm. Maybe, maybe it made me angry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I was surprised. I was. I'm surprised. And and I think then I was also angry with myself because that whole like, you know, yeah. when you see trouble coming down the street, <laughs> cross the road, right? And so that <laughs> so it works. It works both ways we know we know that really well right that that anger is really about self sure so i was angry and then i was disappointed you know but lesson learned check that box yeah. sure forget yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Question What's number if you can be one flower which one would you be and why Oh, yeah, that's not, that is more difficult than the angry question. I would imagine you could change, so it could just be, which flower would you be right now? Yeah, okay, so thanks. That's, can I do a shameless promotion? Can I do that right now on that? Yeah. Is that, (laughs) is that, you know, so next month is November 2021, depending on, you know, when in time and space people listen to this. And so... I'm going to be um, releasing officially uh, my Flower Magic magazine, okay? And so 
I presently am chrysanthemum, and that's be, that, that's going to be what is the, the cover flower for the magazine in November. And so I am chrysanthemum, and chrysanthemum is this really powerful. I'm getting other flowers who are like, hey, what about me? Coming in as I say that, as I claim that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Little woo town going on. So um, chrysanthemum has your flower medium. I am. I do channel. I do channel. And so they're like, hey, wait a second. What about me? Um, because we all have a soul flower. But right now my ally is chrysanthemum. And chrysanthemum for this awareness of how eternal our light is, how eternal that light is. And when you're recovering over giver and, you know, uh, hand up and, and you overextend that light, you give that power, that light away. And so what's really valuable about the chrysanthemum is Hey, your light is eternal and take really good care of that precious light. So right now you see me and I'm like chrysanthemum, right? Yeah. Even though there's like a whole chorus saying, Hey! (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Question number three, name a guilty pleasure. Mm, Pirate's booty. I didn't take long whatsoever. <laughs> I do. I haven't had that in a hot minute, but that is some tasty yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, it's so you know yeah, it's <laughs> delicious, crunchy, and so yummy. Yeah, there's a bag at the house. There's a bag at the house. Oh yeah, my god. <laughs> Instead, I have like I apples and grapes over here. Yeah, the pirate's booty, without a doubt, or, or Baskin and Robbins, pralines and cream. Go there, full, I'm fully outed there. Nice. That's the deal. Solid answer. <laughs> All right, question number four. What is the biggest thing your son has taught you? Oh, your four you. plus year old son. Her mouth is a gate. <laughs> Oh my God, clutching clutching my heart. Ambrose, Patrick, oh my God. I may cry, I mean, it is, yeah, you got me. (sighs) Humility, humility. Nice. (sighs) Yeah, and um, can we swear here? Can we swear here? Sure. Okay, and and to like get the fuck over yourself, like. Which goes hand in hand with humility, kind of, doesn't it? It's like peanut butter and jelly. Sure. Yeah, like I love. Yeah, that is a good PB and J sandwich right there. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should schedule a podcast with Andrew. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Those are great answers. Yeah. Okay. uh, Question the the final. And question number five, the final question. What is one thing that has surprised you about yourself in the past year? Damn. Again, you know, full transparency cannot be. What has surprised me, this, and this may go over. (laughs) Okay. Um... How gifted I am. That's beautiful. I, mean, I like it. You, there you go. I that's yeah. man, that's a beautiful that's a answer. Great thing to realize. Absolutely. I was just about to say. Away. Yeah. And yeah. then I would say see answers, see answer 
number four for that. (laughs) See above. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two upward arrows. (laughs) Let's go back one and then continue again and go, ah. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you when you get to that heart, when you are in that heart, when you when you know that you are your own sanctuary and you get over yourself then you are with your gift and that is that's the lesson at age 53. that is a beaut yeah that is our lesson from annie redbird uh one more thing before you go you had mentioned seeing nine hawks what's Mm. that story when did that happen oh that happened about a year and a half ago so you know it's annie redbird right so most people think of cardinal but Redbird is uh, another way of referencing hawk and um, mm, right. the Redbird tribe, right? And so I didn't know that, you know, back in graduate school. That's just been more recent learning. And so I was like you, you know, Julie, I was doing the, the deal with Jim Fortin and I was, I don't know what round of his coaching group coaching program I was in, maybe round five or six. It was definitely five because I was having some struggle with like, what is this all about? I had earlier had this, like I was on one of my walks and hawk, like right in my face, belly, belly out, talons out, wingspan. And I just did that. And what I had been doing right before that is I was doing a whole like complain thing, you know, just like, and this hawk flushed. And so I'd had that experience. I'm like, hmm, wow. I'll take note of, take note of that. And I'll stop complaining now. And so, so <laughs> a couple weeks later, I'm, I'm leaving the driveway and boom, there goes a hawk I'm driving down the road. And there's two hawks sitting on the wire. I'm like, okay, that makes three. Wow. Cool. I get further down, getting on the freeway, a couple more then. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. Now I'm really paying attention. Uh, I'm paying attention. <laughs> so I just want to let everyone know. Yeah. I get to a job site, you know, big designs going in the ground, big, big landscape remodel. Oh, huge, huge estate is going in. And there's a hawk feather. My client hands it to me. I'm like, oh, I thought you might like this. I'm like, okay. And then the hawk goes flying by. I'm like, you know, it's really one of those can't make this up sort of thing. You know, I've got the goosebumps. I got them again right now. And then I return home and I do the full tally, full tally and being hypervisual. I can see each one as I'm like replaying it in my mind. Like that's nine hawks in one day. Does that happen to people? (laughs) Does that happen? You know, like what, what is it that I need to know? And so that has helped that sort of awareness about it, it, there's just this language. It goes back to what Jason was saying is that there's this conversation going on all the time and becoming aware of that and connecting with that, that fuels our passions, our creativity, our earnestness, our light. And that is a story of the nine hawks in one what is the hawk message for you or what was it for you at the time <laughs> that day was like wtf you know <laughs> what am i what? so so you know what am i missing right would would be would have been at the time my go to what am i missing and in that i realized what if you're not missing anything annie 
what if you're not mm. missing a thing? And what if, and this is retraining that brain, what if this is all really good news? Because I think our brain, what our brain does, right? Well, for me, it has been in the past, the default to, if there's a weird feeling, oh, something's wrong, quote unquote, right? And so for me, this journey has been, and still continues to be, what if something's right? What if there isn't a problem? What if this is an actual celebration? What if these nine hawks were like, yo, her today, hey, sis, hey, sis, you are connected. Hey, you know, you got a thing going on. Keep doing it. You know, and when the time is right, when the time is right and trust yourself, all of that beautiful sort of stuff. Yeah. That is so good. I love it. (laughs) That's great. I'm so glad we got to that and we didn't forget about it. I know. I love that. That was really cool. You have been a joy to have on the podcast, Miss. You really have. Yeah, no kidding. Seriously. Um, How can people reach out to you to be a part of this this beautiful nature and sanctuary serenity? Well, I would invite people. There's the, you know, functory sort of find me on my website, Redbird Restorative Gardens. I would love, you know, for people to connect with me, uh, find me on Instagram. That's where we can have, I think, really lovely discussion. So that's Annie Redbird on the Insta. And share with me, just say hello in a DM. I think that's that's just such a nice way of doing that. And yeah, connect with me that way. I think that's that'd be lovely. And to mention that you caught this podcast because just as it's been a joy of a there, a yeah, it's been a joy a key for me. So thank you <laughs> for this time. Thank you for this time. And the next time we do yeah, this, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like scanning, scanning the environment. Which is oh a, yeah, we'll have a lot of plants everywhere. Plants. Everywhere. Which is that hot? You're going to see thing. a new couch. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, no, the couch is groovy. If that couch does truly fail, you guys listening, it's a beautiful antique settee. Um, it's this beautiful, like pink color. And let's say it decides to exit stage left at some point in time because of lovely wear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plant it. Why don't you plant it? Okay. I'm watching your faces, it, everybody. Yeah. How do you plant no, it? How do you, yeah. How do you seriously plant a couch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so somewhere on my website, there's a there's an image of a chair that I planted. And so in your case, you could do that with succulents. You could do that with succulents. And so you could take, I don't know, you could take the seed out. I mean, but you have the animals, so, you know, maybe not. But in this case, what I would be doing and what I see is like the two, the quilted parts of that settee that are sort of on the either side, like yeah. that fabric comes off, you reveal the, what is most likely a really cool skeletal um, sort of structure inside with this really cool batting. That's probably a natural fiber. Picking up what I'm putting down. I mean, you could do air plants mm. and that would be so wicked cool in there because you have the springs, right? And you could populate that and have plants have your back on the sofa. You got it. Wow. Yeah. That is a pretty It'd be groovy. Yeah. It'd be a beautiful art piece. That is very yeah. unique. Yeah. <laughs> and, in your spare time. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me... Uh... Start you You've got a to-do list, a pretty massive to-do. Yeah, list no there. kidding. Holy Toledo's. 
I'm into it. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for all your tips, your advice, your energy, Annie Redbird. We love having you on the Cause I Have To podcast. Yes. Thank, thank you for you. living your passions. Well, thank you for having me and take really good care of your precious self. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Annie Redbird. What a sweet soul. She really is a sweet soul. And for a part of the time, I was thinking, Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie. <laughs> what band sings that? <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> Smooth Criminal. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. oh. I but was thinking of I some other 90s band. I know. Oh. Uh, he is a smooth criminal. Yeah. Alien Ant Farm did cover it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's yes. Why. You're welcome. Yes. That's what I should have said, I guess. Uh, she but, also yeah. has a very amazing meditative voice. If you go to her Instagram at Annie Redbird, you can catch some of her. Uh, she's reading a sonnet, which I'm not sure she probably wrote herself. But also, oh, very I peaceful. love that hawk story. That hawk story is... She really gave a lot of... Like, I love her advice for... I mean, I seriously needed that advice... You know, I want outdoor space so badly, but right now I just don't have it. And, you know, living in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, uh, one of our biggest listeners, Sierra, she I was just has about, to say. about 8,000 yep. plants in her apartment. <laughs> and she's on to something. We need more plants. I mean, we have, I think, four. Yeah, inside. we do need more. No joke. I think when she was living downstairs with the rest of the girls, I honestly think that they had... She said the number once, and it was probably yeah. around 50 or more, yeah. maybe, yeah. or 100. So, I mean, it was something in crazy, yeah. not in a negative way, just like, holy moly. That's really wild and but sweet. It does, it does it. inspire me, though. It does make yeah. me want to get more plants. That's so interesting. Also, when she said plant the couch, I thought she meant like dig a hole in the backyard and put the couch under that. I'm like, what are you no, talking I was trying. I know. I was like, really? She Isn't means that? put plants inside of the couch. Because I was telling her couch, right? uh, before the pod that I love this couch we have, but it's definitely aged and it's seen a lot of animal wear and uh, <laughs> it's it's on its last legs, so to speak. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Like a, I think it is a Victorian and it's no, like it totally pink. is. It's really nice. So that would be kind of cool with our new outside space that we're going to have. What if we That's right. then made that into a plant couch? We're doing it. Yeah, now we have to hold on to that couch forever. Thanks, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, that was um, very interesting. I, I love stuff like that, though. Stuff that's not of like the everyday uh, conversations that you have with people. And we pulled a, who was that interviewer? Barbara Walters. We pulled a Barbara Walters with her. I believe we might have gotten her a little teary-eyed out of nowhere. That's right. Walter. So our interview skills are really amping up. We're the best. Okay. We are pretty much the best. So yeah, that was An Annie Redbird. She's living on a farm. She grows walnuts, flowers. She'll help you design your sanctuary. Uh, we didn't even get into it, but she also makes um, candles for some esoteric. Oh, yeah. We yeah. didn't get into it. But, you know, check it out. Just go online and, and ask her yourself. What yeah, she right. for you? I believe she's got a lot of healing power. And I love the thing that, the thing that most surprised her, that she's gifted. Because often we shoo-shoo. Uh, mm -hmm. saying to ourselves, wow, I'm gifted. You know, I used to be annoyed when like singers would say, I just want to share my gifts. And I'd be like, oh gosh. But I guess I get it now. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to share my gifts and you're like, all right, whatever, rock star. Our gift is this our gift is this podcast. You're welcome, everybody. Amen to that. You are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome. Well, that was another great pod. Annie Redbird, the Sanctuary Siren and Creative Conduit. I love it. Just just like that branding is so perfect. I know. <laughs> it makes me go, wait, what is that? I want more. Yeah, yeah. I want more. That's a Rebel that Tide song, everybody. That's right. Check it out. All right. Well, <laughs> until next time, everybody, ground yourself so. in nature. Five minutes a day, she said. That's the doctor's. That's Dr. Annie Redbird's prescription. Five minutes a day and get more plants in the house. Doctor's orders. And obviously, maybe an apple a day will help, too. Sorry, bad joke. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Share it with your friends on your socials. And also leave us a great iTunes review. Just Google Cuz I Have To podcast iTunes. Go to the bottom of the page and there's your review section. Make it good, will ya? Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast. And email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cuz I Have To podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash cause I have to. Keep living those dreams, friends, cause you have to. Till next time.